2: Hey, welcome to Bustin' Balls, the uh, podcast on drafts, prospects, and the future. I'm Pat Caputo, 97-1 the ticket, and I'm joined by our webmaster, Odyssey, here. Uh, that is Evan Jenkins, and uh, the Tigers uh, draft is in. Uh, the pick, uh, Jace Jung, uh, at uh, 12th overall, second baseman, I guess, uh, from Texas Tech. And we talked about him quite a bit in our uh, pre-shows. Uh, you know, If he fell to them, would he be a possibility? And uh, the question is, you know, what do I think about it? And I'll be honest with you, I'm not the biggest uh, fan of taking college hitters, you know, that don't have other tools. I mean, I'll tell you that flat out. I mean, we just saw an example with Spencer Torkelson here. Hmm. And uh, we've seen examples in other places, Alec Brom in Philly, uh, Nolan Gorman, all these guys, Uh, Nick Madrigal, although he got hurt. Uh, from Oregon State, even Jonathan India was a rookie of the year last year. Third baseman from Florida, uh, he was played third in Florida and played second base. And he was a rookie here at Cincinnati, minus one zero player right now. So when they take young, I, I like a lot of things about his uh, bat to ball skills. Uh, the, the game is trending in a direction where people are looking for lower strikeouts and more walks because you've seen the Whiff King. Uh, thing over and over again the game is starting to self-correct itself from the launch angle swing at everything uh uh, type of examples but uh, jace young it's a matter of it can he hit major league pitching if he doesn't hit major league pitching it's a completely worthless draft pick and even if he does hit major league pitching will his old all-around game Equal what's necessary. Will he be able to out hit his other obvious to me? Liabilities when you're talking about the highest level of baseball the major leagues and I'm not so sure on that you know big difference with a uh, Aluminum bat wood bat he's had brief sample sizes, uh, you know playing with wood bats pretty good in a lesser league in California not so good in the Cape Cod League, but it was a small sample size He he doesn't have, he's not a plus runner. You know, I I haven't seen a 60 time on him. I think there's a good reason for it. I don't think it's probably better than the 7.0 average. I'm guessing he doesn't get down to first base very well. He he isn't a plus fielder. You never see any highlights of him in the field? No, you don't really. No, you don't. And, uh, you know, so he's strictly a bat. Uh, Those numbers are very impressive. Uh, I don't care if he's got the funky uh, setup like that. He gets through the ball like. That's what head. I was going
0: to ask because, well, on MLB's draft, they compared him to Tiger Mickey Telton. He reminds me also of what Cal Ripken when he changed his stance a little bit—the loose hanging bat down at, you know, below shoulder level where everybody's higher than shoulder level. Yeah, Mickey so Tattleton, you don't s- yeah. s- see any trouble to that at all. Well, oh, like, to, to me,
2: it's never never about the setup. Okay. Uh, to me, it's always about where the hands go, how the path of the barrel to the ball. Sure. Uh, he's got real good. He's real good at that. And he's made his hand-eye coordination is good. He makes contact. He takes pitches. It's just different. And uh, you know, here's an interesting stat for you: 2018 season. And just to give you an idea how different it is, uh, major league hitters, uh, fastballs, 94 or less. The average major league fastball has risen to 93.94 less. They hit uh 278 on it. Okay. Uh 95 or up 233. Wow. That uh, is sl- a big drop off. Slugging percentage 95 plus, you know, uh, 160 uh points less uh than uh 94 less. So it's about the ability to catch up with that pitch. With you bring wood, that
0: up because you don't see 95-plus in college very often, do you? No. Okay. You see
2: it once in a while. You do see it once in a while in some of the competition he's faced. But uh, that's the question that I have, you know, with him. And if he doesn't hit, or, or say he does hit, all right, say he's a pretty good hitter. You know, say he's a 20-home run guy, drives in 75, 76 runs, and people be like, oh, yeah, you know, that. what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. But if the guy's costing you 15 runs in the field or something, and he's not helping you on the bases, you know, then you take that away from what he's doing, and that's why you end up with uh, wins above replacement.
0: So can I ask a silly question about that? Just based on the numbers that you said, wouldn't that be them basically drafting Jonathan Scope? Essentially, isn't that what he does at the plate? Well, before this season, at least. People are going to get mad at me about this, but it's the truth.
2: If if this player is as good as Jonathan Scope,
0: the Tigers hit on this draft pick. Okay, and that's basically what I was asking. Like, I mean, If yeah. that is his ceiling and he hits that, that's a success thing, that's correct? That's a
2: successful pick at 12th overall.
0: Okay, because uh, then you have an everyday guy, right?
2: Well, Jonathan Scope has an above average, uh, above 20 uh, wins above replacement. He was in the top 10 in MVP voting one year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the best fielder uh, in terms of the technology by far, regardless of position in Major League Baseball this year. Okay. So despite his absolutely pathetic hitting uh, and sometimes not making the play when he should, actually. I mean, it's like he's like the rest of the team that way. Right. Uh, you know, where yeah, it might be good overall. It's like, yeah, hey, their bullpen's good until you really need them. And uh, so uh, that uh, is an issue. But, you know, I'll give you an example, too. Uh, I looked this up. You know, 2017 in the NFL draft, Evan. Uh, how many players would you think have played in the NFL? Pretty much everybody in the early rounds, right?
0: Yeah, there's like 200 and some odd picks. So I'm going to guess a 100 half, maybe half.
2: Well, yeah, at least, right? And uh, certainly in the first couple rounds, yes. right? Uh, first two rounds of the baseball draft, 75 players, 44 have played in the major leagues. Of those 44 that have played in the major leagues, only uh, 30-some have a plus war. That's crazy. Okay, so by 2017 in the NFL, you know exactly who you drafted. You know, I mean, my gosh, Jared Davis, all these players that you look at is like, you know, draft bust. Absolutely. You, know, you can identify Javani that. Tavai, all that. Yeah. Baseball,
0: it's not like that. When when looking at a kid like him, where where you mentioned um, him playing second base, I don't really know how to phrase this, but I'm going to try the best I can. Is it easier to mold a player in the field than it is at the plate? No. Okay.
2: Both both places, you know, you can make somebody get better at fielding ground balls that are hit to them, uh, but you can't you can't teach throwing arm. You can't teach that uh, twitch. You know, to get to a ball quicker. Yeah. You know, you can improve the technique of uh, turning to double play, doing all those things, and you can work on it, you can get better. Uh, But you either have a certain ability defensively or you don't. That's what I was wondering. You know, I mean, you can get solid and work on it. Sure. But there's a certain uh, ability that you have at that level. You're talking about the standard of. Uh, you know, uh, you're
0: essentially talking about the 30 best players at second base in the entire world.
2: Yeah, if you uh, you know were to pop, uh, Jace Young to the uh, you know your recreational softball league, you'd think he was the greatest shortstop. Sec- He'd play shortstop and make every play. Yeah, so, but it's like it's different than that. Okay. And there's a huge difference in major league fielding. It's that's one of the reasons it's harder to get a hit. You know, especially with the shift in vogue, they don't miss. Plays. They make a number of plays that any other level, you know, would be. So it's not just the adjustment to pitching; it's also a lot of hits that are taken away by defense, and defense and base running. Uh, they work in con, uh, you know, in in uh, together uh, with uh, pitching and hitting. You know, people tend to look at the back of the baseball stats, or they look at fielding percentage, and some of these things that really are irrelevant and not look at what actually wins that teams know. Okay, But there has been an adjustment. He fits into what teams are doing analytically with what they want now. They want uh, somebody that uh, you know has uh, ability to take a walk uh, and doesn't strike out all the time and does have some power potential. So as a hitter, he fits exactly what uh, teams want. And he's shown production at a high level in college. But defensively, As a base runner, those things, uh, very much a question mark. You know, the kid that was taken after him, Zach Nito from uh, Campbell, will be a real interesting comparison because he's got much better athletic tools. All-out swing, very different, you know, high leg kick you notice with Young, man, he doesn't even hardly stride.
0: No, it's all the power is all on just coming through. It coming seems through like there's quick, like a two-foot window that he's trying to swing through.
2: Which is, you know, compared to Graham, the player that they took in the second round uh, from Oklahoma, you know, very different, completely different body type. I mean, uh, real tall, skinny kid. Yeah. He, real fast runner. Very fluid runner. He doesn't run like he's running in quicksand or with that awkward – you know, uh, type of run. Just looks natural for Natural uh, athlete, uh, good arm, you know, uh, but 170-some pounds, mm-hmm. which might even be an exaggeration at six, three, six four. I've seen him listed at a, a couple different things. Uh, high leg kick. Uh, they say shortstop, but when I look at that kid, honestly, mean I see an outfielder. I just see an outfielder with the way he runs and the way he moves. So to me uh, that's uh, somebody that uh, has a, a bit of ability uh, to maybe grow. And the other part of it is when I look at a body type of an athlete at 21, 20, 19, I like those guys that were skinny. I really don't have an issue. What I have an issue with is, you know, somebody that's kind of got a blocky body. Yeah. Because they tend to out, you know, they tend to get bigger and they tend to lose their mobility. Where the uh, tall guys that are like that, sometimes you know, there's this maturation where when they're 24, 25, all of a sudden they're not so skinny anymore and that they maintain
0: uh, their athleticism. Well, and a lot of those young kids, too, their metabolism is through the roof at that age that they burn anything they put in their body as it is. So you're right. So by the time they actually become, I know 18, you're technically a man, but when you really grow into your body is when you really start seeing those things. Now, I don't – I mean – For every example of somebody putting on weight that you hear every year, you know, going into college football, oh, they put on 15 pounds of muscle. You look at the kid and you're like, eh, did they really? But that's where I agree with you with having a skinnier frame that there's room to put on weight. Not every kid's going to be Kevin Durant where you just flat out can't put it on.
2: Well, Kevin Durant would be uh, an example of somebody who couldn't he really. They gave him one hundred eighty-five pounds; he could barely. I thought back. it was one thirty-five that he couldn't. Pitch. Yeah, it was something like ridiculous, yeah. and it really doesn't matter, you know. It's no, about it's about how can you play. Strength. Yeah, you know, I, and he does when he rips through the ball, uh, he does rip through it and lift it, and he does seem to have some power. Again, and I know they toned down the bats, you know, from what they used to be considerably, but there is a difference with a wood bat. He did get 100 at bats in Cape Cod League in 2021, uh, and he hit two home runs in those at bats. Didn't hit with a lot of power, but I don't know how much that that means, ultimately. But it's different trying to do that, and again, it gets down to how much is he gonna hit the pitching that is at the major league level, uh, which is uh, considerably different uh, than uh, what uh, you know he's done in the past. So. You know, to me, uh, it's a situation where, you know, I I like the second pick. That was a great value pick. Uh, I think it's being played uh, as, oh, yeah, two guys dropped into their lap. Uh, I think with the second kid, uh, I think it's a little bit better. And I think the way their draft is set up from this point on, uh, they're basically going to want to sign their first two picks. And uh, their third pick that they had, those are going to be the picks that, to me, have a chance. Okay. And then after that, you know, maybe if you've got good scouting staff, you find a Bo Brisky or you find a Wilmer Flores like they did uh, in the uh, shorter draft. But to me, uh, everything is pretty much going to be about uh, what they are doing when it comes down to uh, those two picks. And that third pick from San Diego State, a pitcher with an upside. I I don't mind the pitcher. And if you look at – Uh, that kid, the one thing about him is his uh, three-quarters motion and the way he throws the ball and the trajectory of the ball fits into what you want with the pitcher. Okay. Are
0: are these kids, like, I know, like, when they drafted Mize and stuff, they instantly shut the kids down because they're just coming off of a season. Is that going to be kind of similar, you think, with these kids, shutting them down, or are they going to send them right to low A and let them get going?
2: Well, that's the other thing, Uh, and I hope this isn't the case, but Jace Young's going to hit like crazy in the low A's. You know, if they send him to Lakeland or they send him to West Michigan, which is high A, he's going to hit. All right, he'll get hits. He'll put up big numbers. People get excited. He you know, might hit some home runs. He'll you know, maybe run around the bases and yell in the dugout like he did at Texas. He's got a good personality, uh, that type of thing that people like, and they'll get ahead of themselves. And uh, then, you know, the rubber will hit the road as he moves up a little bit, and then the ultimate test is the major leagues, period. And I did want to, you know, uh, say something. What's Troy Melton is his name? Okay. Troy Melton, the right-handed pitcher. And, uh, you know, people start comparing him to Garrett Hill, who they took and who's moved through their system fast. This is a higher end prospect than Garrett Hill, even though Garrett Hill struck out a lot. I like this kid, what he does. And he, again, it's an analytical pick. Throws three quarters, throws that sailing fastball, not on a downward plane. Uh, I've been asked a a lot uh, today why uh, Brock Porter wasn't taken. And I've talked to a couple people about that. Downward plane, you know, something about violence in motion. Uh, With Ty Madden, when they got him their second pick from Texas, they revamped him from a high arm plane uh, to three quarters. So the ball would just sail straight, never go down. They don't like that high plane thing going down anymore. The other thing is uh, I guess they looked at him analytically. I can't see anything in this. Honestly, watching him throw it, love Brock Porter motion and his athleticism and everything, but that he has some violence in there and that it could cause some arm injuries.
0: Which they kind of said about, like, Michael Fulmer when he was dealt here from the Mets. Yeah, but
2: Michael Fulmer, you can see it. Right. You could see it. Uh, I I couldn't see it on this. I I don't know if scouts did or whether it was, uh, again, when they looked at him biomechanically. Is it motion.
0: also the thought of him going to college and going to Clemson? Too? Well, you
2: know the other thing is, uh, you know, and, and they signed Rocker for it was an outlier, five million or whatever. So they should have some money, Texas, in their
0: lottery pool. That was kind of a weird pick for that. But wasn't if they it?
2: but it's not bad if you're slotting it, like I said, and then take somebody later and give them more money. But I don't, I don't see this kid who's looking at a six million dollar, four million dollar payday, you know, taken two. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, somebody, uh, I, I think he got it on text or something, so I don't know if this is fact or not, just take it for what it's worth. But, you know, NIL money, but I, I don't think there's that much money at Clemson and NIL for baseball players. No, I'm even. pretty sure that's going to the football team. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, to me, uh, you know, again, it's like these are kids that have, you know, I talked about the kids at St. Mary's. They have the option of going to college. They're not coming from poor families. Right. So they don't have to, like, take the, you know, a bonus at, uh, you know, a million dollars. And it's like. Even though it's you know, very, I'm sure it's very, very tempting. tempting. Very tempting. So uh, that's basically, but that's why he dropped uh, in the draft. Okay. So I wanted to get into that. And also, I get a lot of questions about the. Uh, the farm system you know it's starting to get uh criticized a lot a little bit i would say yeah because uh torkelson's up uh was up uh riley green's up mys and manning and scoobal have all been up so all the guys that got the tigers at number one rating or number two from pipeline are not in there and now it's rated like 17th or whatever and what does it mean and i would tell you that they've had their cycle of guys that have come up and they need to succeed bottom line i mean you know and uh second of all uh they also need uh their players that they have in lower levels to advance and uh i think uh, when the the end of this year comes up young is probably going to hit for pretty good numbers i'm expecting graham to more than hold his own they need to get them out signed and out as soon as they can Uh, And, uh, you know, maybe the Dylan Smiths and Ty Maddens have pretty good second halves if they get promoted. I expect them to be in the middle of the pack when it comes down to those ratings. I do like what they're doing at the lower levels, but lower levels are far away. You know, the Roberto Campos and Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Isaac Pacheco, the, uh, uh, you know, Christian Santana, Miguel Seguerra, those guys have all done very well at a relatively high level at a young age. The Lakeland team's better than it probably should be because of that. But their numbers aren't like, hey, they're jumping off the page. Team. Sure. It's age compared to level. But they're far away. Cole Keith got hurt. He was pretty good. But their uh, system is uh, right now, you know, it's going to depend on, you know, where their pitching comes through with uh, Madden and Smith and some of these guys. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, this thing jumping all over Jackson Job.
0: You know, oh, because he has a higher ERA. Yeah, Jackson Job.
2: You know, a couple times he pitched, I saw it. You know, Pacheco fumbling balls behind him. Those games aren't on, but when I've seen him, he's throwing all right. He's doing fine.
0: Yeah, it's really yeah. not about the numbers down it is there, right? right? It's right about now. getting your mechanics right and doing exactly Staying healthy and what would make you the best player.
2: Yeah, that doesn't mean he can't do it forever. You know, you, you've got to, at some point, start to do things. But this is, you know, for his first year, he's not doing And that
0: you got well. to imagine that they're working on stuff, too, that it's a work in progress. You can only do so much in bullpen sessions compared to live hitters.
2: And I understand the angst. Mayor's doing well, particularly Jordan Lawler's doing well. Very well. So uh, when you're getting into that circumstance, uh, you know, I, I get the angst, you know, the whole angst about the Tigers.
0: But, know. I mean, that also goes to what you said earlier in the episode, though, that it's hard to hit on these picks. And that you said even the the success rate of getting these guys to the major leagues is crazy compared to other sports. Well,
2: I, I pointed out not to make excuses for the Tigers. And it's not
0: excuses for I any point,
2: I pointed out to you because there's a misnomer about the draft. And, you know, the, the baseball draft, really very different than the NFL draft. There's a lot more nuance, and people got into it a lot during the pandemic with the Torkelson and Mize drafts. And uh, so I just try to explain to you how it's a little bit different. Uh, Things in baseball don't go linear. Uh, They tend to go, like, all over the place. And uh, eventually the best teams end up getting ultimately what they deserve, uh, the organizations. But it doesn't happen you know, in a little uh, space in a box.
0: Well, it's like, what's his name, Mark Appeal, the guy that was first overall pick. It took forever, and just this year was his first time up in the major leagues with the Phillies as a relief pitcher, which that's not what he was drafted for. But some guys it takes longer than others, and then some guys just flat out can't do it, right? Yeah, and
2: there's points to it. Like with Jackson Job, I mean, you know, it's been a long – you know, you had uh, Ian Anderson in the same – part of the draft you had impact right away yeah clayton kershaw was a you know, madison bomb guy and they were high schools but a team like texas uh took uh 30 uh, uh, in 30 year period 16 high school pitchers in the first round yeah and uh they got one game out of that <laughs> one game for them in their organization that's crazy one and there have been first overall picks high school guys like Bree aiken and uh you know David Clyde. I mean, you go down the history of the draft. I think there's only been three high school Brian Taylor that were taken well, first overall.
0: Wasn't he a huge one with the Yankees? Yeah. Like had all the pedigree in the world. I remember just in the '90s as a kid, like getting his baseball card. Like this is the next, you know, Doc Gooden, whoever you might want to call it. Right, and then he, you know, got was, into a fight and hurt his arm, or and whatever. that was it. Right, that was it. right. So. Uh,
2: there's a lot that that goes into it. I'll just point out the differences of it. Uh, Tigers have to get better at player development. They really do. Uh, the, the disappointment of Mize and Torkelson, who you know is you know you can't underscore how much that is meant to putting a pin into the balloon. And I, even Riley Green, I, Riley Green to me has been good, but he's been underwhelming uh, from what I expect. I expected a more explosive athlete with more power.
0: That's what I was going to ask, was the power because we saw he it at every have- level. He does have it. Even his second home run that he pulled down the right well, field the first, line, or, or his first home run, a bomb. dead center field, you don't see a lot of batters hit the but ball But he's not,
2: there. you know, he's running at a He's not running as fast as he did,
0: you know, I project. Is it him. a timid thing just from his foot, you I think? I don't know. It might be uh,
2: related to having that time off, coming back in. He's shown good eye. Yeah. His catches, you know, been a little bit overblown. A lot of those catches, you know, quite frankly, he didn't have to die for. So, you know, I mean, I'm just being honest about it. His wins above replacement is good and all that. But Raleigh Green the, the, that I saw last year was an explosive five-tool player. I haven't seen that yet. I've seen a good guy you know, as a young player showing good eye at the plate and being steady and all that, but not what I anticipated, uh, what I anticipate probably in the future.
0: It's um, uh, just since we're, we're talking about the farm system. I mean, with, with Spencer Torkelson getting sent down, what do you need to see from him to understand that, he would be ready to come back because maybe it was just an instance of he wasn't ready yet for the major league level and they felt a little pressure to get him up here. Well, I think if he hits a few
2: home runs, you know, and uh, I, don't,
0: I don't, you know,
2: I'm not big on
0: like he just uh, fixes elbow and then he's. That's what go. I'm saying. Is that a quick fix or is it a mental thing with him? Well, is I it... think
2: the problem with him is uh, he has to uh, play a guessing game a little bit more.
0: Instead of sitting on pitches that aren't yeah. coming or... Yeah, I
2: mean, he's deciding too late whether he's going to swing or not. And then, then he gets into uh, bad counts, lets good pitches go by. I Evan, it's like this, man. Every at-bat, the one thing, I'm, uh, you watch the game, you know, and, and, and notice this, there'll be five or six pitches to a hitter. Invariably, there's One pitch. One pitch. Usually it's one pitch. If you got a good pitcher that comes in, that's hittable That you know he should be able to hit and handle. Do you, something with. You can't miss that one, right? When you miss it, you get out invariably. You yeah. know and uh, that's most, what he's missing, right? And he, he those pitches uh, come to him routinely, and he 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 doesn't he does either takes them or you know kind of swings late on them, uh, especially if it's a fastball. And like I said, man, is he going to be able to catch up with a little bit better juice? Because the really good hitters do that. You know, if they keep pounding the ball at you, especially if they hit the heart of the plate, the top hitters do hit those pitches.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because, I mean, we figured that, you know, they say to clear your head, and I see it could go one way or the other depending on the person, right? A demotion sometimes can knock the player and say, maybe I don't have what it takes. And I feel like other kids would take it as motivation, a little adversity to make them better. And I just... I don't know how
2: he's going to react to it. And
0: that's what I'm curious to see.
2: And people people want a definitive answer from me. I, and I, I'm, I'm always honest with you. If I feel like i got a strong you know, feeling it's going to go one way or the other, I tell you, with him, I just don't know. I like, you know, everything about him. He's a major league athlete, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he runs well. He's strong.
0: That's what I was going to say. He has the body. He has the makeup of an MLB player just looking at him on paper. He right? hasn't
2: been a plus defender way too much has been made out of that. His metrics aren't good that way. But uh, I do see where he could be. Yeah. You know, uh, not a gold glove winner like Al Abila said, maybe. No, but, but
0: you just got to be solid, right? Yeah, you just got to be good enough to go out there every day and not have to worry about him costing the game. That's
2: right. He can run the bases, not a clogger. So I like a lot of, you know, those things about him, those kind of basic things, but it's all about the hitting. Yeah. And uh will he be able to catch up with uh
0: those different pitches? Uh that I'm not so sure. I have one question. It, it, it kind of involves the farm system, but it also involves the future of the Tigers. One Juan Soto is available, what it seems like, for trade, right? Right. Not saying the Tigers even have enough pieces to get it. But let's say the Washington Nationals call Al and they say, we like Spencer, Riley, Scooble, and then name whoever else. Are you? Would you be comfortable dealing those guys for a guy like Juan Soto?
2: Uh, To me, uh, look, it's a great radio talk show point. And that's what I'm wondering. Is it more of... And,
0: you know, I don't blame hosts for going
2: there. Mm -hmm. I don't blame fans for getting excited about it. But truthfully, Juan Soto's not coming to Detroit. Even if they had, you know, everything there, he's not coming to Detroit. You know, yeah, first of all, he turned down a 440 million dollar contract and Scott Boros is his agent. Yeah. And so, okay, that's the first thing. If you trade for him, all you're doing is setting yourself up for losing those players and then not getting him. Right. That's all you're setting yourself up. 440 billion dollars. 440 million dollars is nearly half the franchise's value. <laughs>
0: You're right about that.
2: Okay, so you know you got to you know when you put it all in context, and the Tigers aren't like the Yankees. Yankees values three times that.
0: Well, that you know,
2: Yankees are up. You know the with them in Dallas are the most highly uh, valued franchises, and in the NFL they share the broadcast revenue. Mm-hmm. In the baseball, it's the local broadcast, and the Tigers get a considerable revenue. I'm not saying they're a small market team. Uh, you know, a guy like that isn't growing up thinking I want to play in Detroit. And don't tell me about Miggy. All right, because Miggy was a traded here, uh, you know, at a time. He knew Al Avila, that was who signed him. Yeah. Uh, he was familiar with a lot of things. And then they offered him the $440 million equivalent at that time. Absolutely, And he took it. And it was the stupidest thing they possibly could do.
0: And also, but you could also see that the Tigers were progressing to a winning ball club. That's the other thing.
2: Uh, and the other thing is, and, and, uh, and honestly... I never get an answer from this. I get a lot of pushback when I say it, but I never get an answer. Tell me somebody who signed that type of contract in baseball. Big money like that? Yeah, just signed it as a free agent. And, I mean... And they, no, no, tell me Tell me somebody that did that, and that made their franchise.
0: Well, and that that's the point I was going to make. Somebody like Mike Trout that got that big deal before he ever hit free agency. Yeah, but they got Mike Trout and... Ohtani. And they can't win. And they had Albert Pujols. They gave him that kind of money. And they can't get close. I mean, they had Justin Upton. They had, you name them, they had plenty of good No, but ball I'm players. talking
2: about the, the Manny Machado. Or, or like uh, Fernando, Fernando Tatis. Tatis that gets hurt That instantly. may work. That may work, you know. It might. Bryce uh, Bryce Harper. Which isn't going to get the all Phillies right. much. You know, tell me, you know, tell me one time that and, and, and Max like, Scherzer is another. Don't example. tell me about the Yankees and their money. They signed Garrett Cole for three hundred and twenty-four million, but that's not why they're winning. He helps them win. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge they are not paying him.
0: No, not at not all. yet.
2: not yet, and he'll get one of those deals. And it, it, but why are they winning? Uh, you well, know, because they have I a lineup from one to nine. Well, you know, but they didn't go out and get Carlos Correa. They got uh, Connor uh,
0: Falefa. yeah, or DJ Lemayhu, or you know what I'm saying? Like, you're right about that. And their even-
2: pitching is why they're winning. If you look at their lineup, it's not you know murderers row. They hit a lot of home runs, Judge, in the right field. At, yeah, it's a short know. part. Yeah, yeah, but they're uh, uh, pitching. Michael uh, King, Clay Holmes, Wandy Peralta. Yeah. You know, Severino is back. After Still have
0: one of the best closers in the game. But he hasn't even pitched.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Clay Holmes
0: has been their closer. It, it's, but you're right. And and if the Tigers did, I think they're in the same exact position, if not worse. But I guess the reason that I asked that question is, are those two guys untouchable to you, Who's Riley that? Green no. and Spencer Torkelson? No, they're just as movable as the Andrew Miller and Cameron Maven. Oh, absolutely, if that improves your team, yeah, absolutely. Okay, trade You
2: know what? That's the thing. Uh, Arizona, it didn't work out for them, but they traded Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson wasn't drafted by Atlanta.
0: I know, first overall pick.
2: Uh, you look at, uh, you know the. Uh, yeah, you know, down the road. I mean, I mean,
0: Yoan Mankata, when they traded him for Chris Sale, you know, he was the number one prospect in baseball with Boston, and they're like, okay, well, you're telling me I can get one of the premier lefties in all of the game? Yeah, we're going to get rid of Mankata. Well, now, tell, he hasn't lived it, up to that. It, but it, it,
2: it, Mankata has. You know what it is? It's about uh, making deals that help your team. Like, you know, Tigers got Max Scherzer. He's the 11th overall pick in the draft well, from Arizona. Uh, that was a great deal. It was also a great deal to get Doug Fister for a couple prospects. And Absolutely. I hated that deal at the time. It was a great deal to get Robbie Ray, although they gave up on him too soon. You know, Hell, after I they moved on from I think it was a great deal to
0: go get Gary Sheffield at the time So, when they did.
2: And, you know, there's all this angst about Al Avila. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there listening to, you know, a lot of the simplistic, you know, explanations for all the Tigers and Fire
0: Al and all this stuff. I can't stand the guy and this and that. You know, which is, you know. but I think blame goes beyond the GM, in my opinion. Well, I th- think, it
2: does, uh, but it, it also it's on him. And sure, you uh, know, and and people say,
0: "Why don't you just say he should be fired?" I said, "Man, look, I don't have to." But there's also a guy that's there every game, in AJ Hinch. Where me, this is me talking, but when I see players regress the second year with him, that makes me wonder about what the manager is doing right. as well so that's a bit
2: of a teflon aspect with that
0: and that's where i can't put all the blame at the gm because the coach signs off the manager signs off the scout sign off it's not one man making that decision i don't blame chris illich he went out and spent a lot of money this offseason, and i mean that's the risk you take with baseball i mean like you just mentioned fernando tatis the padres signed him to a crazy ass contract And then he goes and gets hurt, what, weeks later?
2: Yeah, and uh, without him in the lineup, they're playing very well. Yeah. And And, uh, they signed uh, with Jeff Reager. Ain't no marmas on
0: Oh, I got on him so bad. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can't take a sample size of Nomar Mazzara, who's been a below-average hitter his entire career. He he, he brought up these other pitchers, one guy that pitched for the Tigers in 2016. I'm like, dude, you're grasping at straws here because his entire track record showed he was not a very good pitcher. But good
2: organizations find those guys. And here's where the rubber hits the road with Avila, all right? And I try to explain this to people. The things Al Avila's done should pay off for the Tigers, regardless who the GM is. You know, the building of uh, the analytics department, which is going to be on the spot here. Absolutely. The most important thing an analytics department does, beyond all the other things, is find talent from other organizations, match it, and help your GM do that. So their analytics department is under the gun here. Uh, yeah, it's one thing to have one. It's another one to have an effective one. The Yankees have a great one. The yeah. Dodgers have a great one. They find a lot of players. So that's part of it, okay? Dave Dombrowski was a great general manager in the sense that, man, he wouldn't just sit there and watch this. He would go out and make deals, and the deals that he made sometimes didn't work out, but he kept doing it and doing it, yeah, and then eventually Washburn. got a little bit better, got a little bit better, got a little bit better. And it went both sides of getting prospects, with getting older players, moving on. Mm-hmm. It uh, wasn't unrestricted free agency or the draft. No. The draft helped, but it's, you know, so did unrestricted free agency. But he, and you look at these teams, what do they do? They make great trades. They make great acquisitions, picking up guys. And Al Avila is going to be, it's going to be determined on whether he's able to do that. I've said this over and over again. I don't have to say he should be fired. It'll just happen if it does. And uh, the bottom line about it is, you know, we're coming up here with the trade deadline. They need to get their team better and not be in rebuilding mode. And that can come in a number of different ways. you got to get a little creative. And Dave Dombrowski was that, even though he fell behind in the other aspects of the game that cost him his job in Detroit, quite frankly, and cost him his job in Boston, quite frankly, despite what? extended success.
0: I know. It's crazy. He has succeeded pretty much everywhere he's been. Well, there's Florida here, Boston. And the way he's approaching Philly, it'll cost him his job too. Sure, you and know. and but that's the price you pay to try to win, right?
2: Yeah. and fairness to Hinch too, I mean uh, Joe Girardi, pretty good manager, fired. Yeah. I, no. Joe Madden, pretty good manager, fired. And that's my point that because uh, they got big payroll teams, and uh, you know it's like, oh look at how much they're paying, you know, uh, for it. And uh, you know the other thing too on the hitting coach. I hate to tell you this, but in the last 15 months, 22 of 30 hitting coaches are are changed in baseball. Mm-hmm. The average age has dropped from 51 to 40.
0: That's wild.
2: So you know the people who didn't know who Scott Coolball was and all that. You know I think Scott Coolball would probably be out because he's an old school hitting coach. Yep. But he was pretty good with the team last year. A bunch of guys that didn't hit at all. And he got all his credit. Well, he didn't get any credit. Nobody even knew who he was.
0: You know what's the the funniest part to me are the people that are, oh, just bring up Lloyd McClendon. Well, you know what? how many people wanted him out of here? Year after year. Oh, my goodness. So and, You know,
2: nobody talked about him when Miggy was going
0: well. and, and that's what I think is funny. So it's like, I don't know. But, but.
2: anyway, enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be uh, coming up uh, regularly. We're gonna, You can get us on Spotify and get us on uh, the iTunes store and get us Google Play Store. Odyssey.com, Pacaputo98 on Twitter, King of KC on Twitter, and uh, the 97 won the ticket and Twitter page, Facebook page, all that stuff. Check us out, download us, like us, whatever you can do. Uh, we get into it pretty deep here on uh, BUSTING BALLS here on the uh, Odyssey.com.